Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. I'm Jennifer Lynn. And this is a special bonus episode of Open Shutters. This is our new special bonus episode of Open Shutters. And in this episode, we will review the 2009 film Orphan, starring Vera Famiga, Isabel Furman, and what's this guy's name again? Peter Sargat? Uh, Sargard. Sarsgard. Sarsgard. <laughs> Gotta get that name. And also uh, CCH Pounder and... Margot Martindale. Really? That, that's quite a cast, huh? Oh, Before yeah. we go to that, we have to introduce all of you guys to our new creepy co-host. It's going to be a three-person podcast now. Yes, and she is my she cousin does. and our favorite transgender woman. We have to cover all the bases of LGBTQ here. We got it all Jennifer here. Jennifer Lynn, say hello. Hello, 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 everybody. We, uh, Jennifer is going to join us for this one, and probably all of them, and we just got through watching a, new, a, a, a movie from 2009, it's actually one of my favorite horror movies, it's called uh, Orphan, and like I said, it's starring Vera Famiga, Peter P Sarsgaard, I said it right that time, <laughs> Isabel Furman, C.C.H. Pounder, Jimmy Bennett, and... Morgo Martindale. So anyway, uh, before we before we, we, we say our little commentary, we're going to talk. Give a brief synopsis. Uh, it opens uh, with this uh, woman. Her name is Kate Coleman, and she's getting ready to. She's in labor. She's getting ready to go give birth. But as they pushing her in the wheelchair, she's spotting blood all over the place, and the nurse just isn't is just ignoring everything. Big old footprints in the blood, really gory, gory as fucking hell. And she's noticing, she's knowing that something's wrong, that something's wrong. She sees all the blood, but they're oblivious. So finally, she's in the delivery room, and they tell her, "Oh, your baby's dead." And then her, uh, her, uh, her husband's still filming it, and it's really, really bizarre. Really a bizarre birth scene, don't you think? Oh, and then they go and hand her that little demon ghost baby. <laughs> yeah, and then they hand her this little bloody doll. So we found out right after that that she's waking up from a nightmare. So it seems that Kate has a little bit of a history. She lost her baby Jessica. Uh, into, she was the, the baby died inside of her, and she had to carry the dead baby around for some amount of time. And, what did she uh, say, 16 days or Yeah, something? 16 days, I think it was, yeah. And um, she has two other children. She has a Max, who is deaf, a little girl, what, about five years old. And uh, then and then there's um, Charles, Charles, is it, oh, not Charles, Daniel. Where am I getting Charlie from? Daniel, who's what, he's, he's about nine or ten, right? Charlie's and, from the other movie. 
Oh, that's when we, we were watching. Yeah, yeah we, we went and saw a movie tonight. We went and saw the uh, uh, Those Who Wish Is Dead. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow uh, in, in our next podcast, in the next regular show. But anyway, we... um. So anyway, they, she talks to um, her... What was the doctor's name? Her psychiatrist? At oh, Dr. Browning. Dr. Browning, played by Margot Martindale. I love Margot and she Martindale. Tells, yeah, Margot, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love the faces she makes. She makes my, I love those faces. She's like, <laughs> it's the faces kind of like saying, bitch, please. You know who most, where most people would know her from is Dexter. She was a woman Dexter would bring the donuts to every morning. God, she was, and, she's and, in so much And then fun. she winds up getting cancer and Dexter gives her a mercy murder. Uh, so anyway... She's telling them that she, they are going to look at children. They're going to, they've decided they're going to adopt an older child. So they go to the orphanage run by Sister Abigail, played by the wonderful CCH Pounder. Y'all know her. Don't you just love her? I love her. You, I, love, I love her, too. Yeah, 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 she's got that regal voice, and she's just she's just this, um, this, this classy, classy woman. And she just always seems very intelligent. And, uh... She's, but in this, she's Sister Abigail. And they go to the orphanage, and somehow or another, John, Vera, um, Vera <laughs> Kate's husband, winds up in another room, and he sees this pretty little girl painting a picture. And the little girl is so smart and so charming. And Kate joins him, and she gets equally charmed by this little girl. Her name is Esther, played by Isabel Furman, who is absolutely wonderful in this movie. What do you think, Jennifer? I thought she was fantastic. The Fabulous, was, yeah, great little actress, a, and she's only she was only like eleven years old when it she was did unbelievable. this. Unbelievable, and um, she's very very charming, and she charms Kate and John to the point where they decide to adopt her. And Sister Abigail's all for it. Talks about what a special, nice little girl Esther is. And just you know, she, that should have been a, a red flag right there. Just that everybody thought that she was such a charmer. So, um, so we get, uh, they, they finally do all the paperwork and they take Esther home. She, she bonds with Max, the little deaf girl, right away, but the little boy is not nice to her in the beginning. He keeps telling her how freaky and weird she is and how his friends are gonna, he's just a little shit, wasn't he? Oh, God, that little asshole was the brattiest little fucker I ever saw. Oh, and you just really hate him. And then, yeah. So, so, and Esther really actually seems to be really sweet at this point. She's very, very yeah. nice to Daniel, and she's very nice to everybody. And um, John's mother, Grandma Barbara, is a bitch. Too. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> One of many, honey. So anyway, Esther goes to school. And when she comes down the stairs, she knows that she's got this really old-fashioned kind of dress with the ribbons around her neck and the ribbons around her wrist. And Kay tells her, she says, honey, don't you think you'd be more comfortable in those jeans? She says, oh, you know the kids are going to make fun of me. And you told me there was nothing wrong with being different. She says, that's right. That's what I told you. So she lets her go to school like that. Well, she comes in, goes into the classroom. She's introduced by the teacher. And the first is little bitch, this nasty little girl. Miranda. So, Brenda, she gets her phone. She goes, "Oh, little Bo Peep texted me. She wants her, she wants her outfit back." And Esther gives her a look that scares the fuck out of me. 
Did you see the look that little girl gave that other little girl? Girl, you know what I would have done? If I was Esther, I wish I had the little Bo Peep staff and I would just took the bitch's neck and went, wow. <laughs> well, later on, we did, something happens. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. So anyway, uh, it seems like Esther's really attached to this Bible. And Daniel's really jealous. He's jealous of all the attention Esther's getting because she's a new adoptee, you know, she's new to the family, and it's really pissing him off. And the next day at school, he's in a hallway, and he kind of pushes his adoptive sister, who he said at the dinner table, he stated to his, his family, she's not my fucking sister. Now, what would your mom have done if you would have said, she's not my fucking sister? Back in a little shit. I would have had no teeth left. My mom, on the floor. you weren't even allowed to say fuck in front. I never said fuck in front of my mom. No, neither did I. I never did say fuck no. in front of my mom. I never cussed at all in front of my mom. I might have cussed in front of my mom. I sure the hell got backhanded. But I sure in the hell wouldn't have said fuck in front of my mom when I was nine years old. Probably not. No. So anyway, uh, Daniel gets sent. Of course, probably would have got. The, I got. I would either got the soap or the hot sauce. He gets sent to. Oh, the hot sauce. But see, I the hot sauce didn't get work after sauce. a while because was kids started eating spicy food, so then it ended up being the sauce. Yeah, well, everything's spicy in, so in this town. I don't know how the hot sauce, sauce be really. Because I knew, I knew my, um, my my friend's mom used to do the hot sauce with him. So does that mean, so does that mean if you like hot Cajun food, that means you crushed a lot as a kid? Yes, probably. <laughs> it prepared you. <laughs> probably did. You probably cussed like a sailor in front of, in front of everybody. So anyway, Esther goes to school, and a little Daniel, a little twerp, a little—he's uh, almost as much of a sociopath as anybody else in this movie. Oh, honey! He pushes his sister and laughs, and the little girl finds, and she drops her Bible, and Esther's really attached to this Bible. And the little girl grabs the Bible, and all the pages go up, and Esther just screams, "Bloody murder!" Scary. Kind of scares everybody. So later, they are on the playground, and Brenda is noticing Esther watching them. And at the same time, John is flirting with some neighbor woman. And Brenda gets kind of scared, gets kind of spooked by the way Esther's staring at her. And she goes into this, what, 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 what you call that thing? It's like a big, it's one of those... Playground equipment things. Oh, I know. Where you go through all the tower with the slide. We used to have one that we would go down the slide. Yeah. It was like a there. It was like a castle thing. And of course, you know, they use it all the spooky horror film things and all of the red herring scares. But finally, she's standing by the slide and Esther pushes her out of there, out there. And she didn't Esther do like a whole like sprint, just run and then pushes like so she just like volleys the whole. So in the meantime, you know the, the little girl, the little bitch winds up in the hospital with a broken ankle and some stitches. Mm -hmm. And they ask Esther, you know she says, "Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything." And a little halo going over her head. She had that girl flying. <laughs> so, uh, so Kate is actually a, a composer. She she's a she's a music she's a pianist and she oh, yeah. and she. Uh, Esther says, oh, uh, mom, mommy, would you teach me how to play the piano? So she says, sure, and she's teaching her little things. And Esther's very talented anyway. She's a very, very talented artist. And uh, she shows her this rose garden with these white roses 
where they took the ashes of Jessica, the baby that died, and planted her in there. And they said the roses will, as long as the roses live, Jessica lives in our hearts. Yeah. So next, um, so after uh, after Daniel does that his little thing with the she's not my fucking sister. They lock up his treehouse and won't let him let him go up there anymore. So he's angry about that because now he doesn't have his beloved treehouse for a while. Oh, which means he can't get to his porn mags. Yeah, he has his porn <laughs> mags. Yeah, up. He does yeah, his porn mags up there. <laughs> and um, Kate's starting to get a little suspicious that things ain't right. So um, she gets a phone call. Uh, so, oh, yeah, this is a fun part, too. Kate and John start making whoopee in the kitchen and start playing and start playing around. And of course, they get caught by Esther. Now, why are people with three kids fucking in the goddamn kitchen? Over the, dish- all, over the dishwasher. Over the dishwasher. I don't even have three kids. I just have a cat, and I wouldn't have sex in the kitchen. I don't understand. I like the kitchen to be for food. For the kitchen. Food. I don't. I don't want. I don't want no dick around my food. I don't want dick and ass wiping around the counter. Exactly. Where I prepare my food. No, that ain't happening. So, of course, I got three kids, but guess which one catches them? Esther. <laughs> so, the next day, Kate tries to explain to Esther what's going on. She goes, oh, yeah, y'all were fucking. <laughs> it's like, whoa. This nine-year-old girl just really dropped an F-bomb. So, then uh, Sister Abigail calls to see how everything's going, and... So Sister Abigail calls to see how everything's going, and she uh, she she mentions to Kate mentions to her that she dropped an f bomb. She says, "But other than that, any other problems?" She goes, oh no, 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 everything's fine. So Kate actually starts getting suspicious because Esther seems to be everywhere where something bad is happening. Well, no, wait, it, wasn't there an early? Well, maybe I get this wrong. But wasn't there an earlier scene also where they were actually doing something in the bedroom? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she was she was going down on him, but it was under the covers. But her head was way up, so this guy must have been hung like crazy. Oh yeah, then <laughs> at least. Or she's good at snorkeling. I'm not sure. Either <laughs> one way. Neither. <laughs> but don't. But then the bit, the little bitch want to come in there and hang out by daddy. Like he after he. Oh was, yeah, they were scared of the um of the uh, of the storm. So she said, I want to sleep next to daddy. I said, girl. did daddy get his erection down yet? I thought, yeah. this, is, this is nasty. Yeah. Well, in defense of her, if I had a stepdaddy that looked like that, girl, I'm just no saying. Man, no man. Yeah, no but you're nine, nine years old. We're not no at man. nine, no. No. Maybe at 19. <laughs> Yeah, maybe even at fifteen. Well, yeah, fifteen's good. Yeah, we oh, had a cousin. Lord. We had a cousin ahead of gotten a little trouble because of his fifteen-year-old stepdaughter. But that's for another day. Y'all got to stop. That's statutory. <laughs> it is statutory. Anyways, um, so uh, where were we? Okay, now Kate's getting a little bit suspicious of things now, and Esther won't even talk to to Sister Abigail. So about oh a couple of weeks later I, I guess it is Sister Abigail shows up at the house. Oh wait, there's one part we 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 got to talk about before we talk about Sister Abigail. Old sociopath little Daniel is playing with his paint gun and he shoots a bird. Oh yeah. And then he pretends he's all crying and everything because he thought the bird wasn't going to get hurt because it was a paint gun. And Esther decides to get a big old rock and kills the bird to keep it from suffering, get it out of its misery. So anyway, next, 
Which was pretty violent. Actually, smash. yeah, it was. It, it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't like a simple smash. I mean, it was a violent smash. I, I closed my eyes. I couldn't watch. And when I look at when I see movies from the seventies, that blood looks so fake compared to the movie blood today. It looks really real. It did. Anyway, uh, so anyway, sister. Um, and it had that was on that snow too, so you really yeah, so it's really that ran against that white. Ooh. So sister Abigail shows up at the house, and Esther's not pleased about this. Oh, no, ma'am. She said, no, not today. And so she's telling, um, she tells John and Kat and Kate that she may have made a mistake, that she's noticing that everywhere Esther is, something, things happen, somebody gets hurt, some, Esther's always there, somebody breaks their arm, Esther's there, whatever happens. Esther seems to Esther's be everywhere. there, baby. Everywhere there. there's trouble. Esther's there. So Esther overhears all this. She ain't having it. Mm -mm. So she tells Max, that mean lady wants to take me away. Let's go Let's go scare her. So they go up there. Sister Abigail's driving a whole station wagon. What is it with nuns and station wagons? Why do nuns always <laughs> drive station wagons? Because they're like geese. They travel in a gaggle. And, and so, they, you know... You need a big wagon for that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Just always... pack them in the wagon. Even like when they don't show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, the woman had a wreck with a station wagon full, full of nuns, nuns. Yes. singing uh, Holy Roses. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's always uh, station wagons with nuns for some reason. So anyway, uh, Esther decides to scare the hell out of Sister Abigail by throwing Max in, her, in front of the car. And Sister Abigail swerves. And hits the side of the road. And she's coming down. She's all worried about Max. Oh, are you okay and everything? And when and Esther comes behind with a fucking hammer and smacks this poor nun right on the head. <laughs> and they pull her body because they think she's dead. But it turns out she's not dead and she's trying to get away. And Esther goes and finishes her off. So... Little by little, Kate's starting to get a little suspicious of things. She's starting to wonder a little bit, you know. She knows the word fuck. What is wrong with this child? What's happening? And she gets a call from the from the, 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 the orphanage, from one of the other nuns, that Sister Abigail never showed up. No. Never got back. So somehow or another, I don't know how they went so long, Without realizing her car was on the side of the road. It wasn't that far off the road either. Remember when they had a little up, kind of like the aerial image above? Yeah. It wasn't that far off the road. I no. don't understand. And now, why didn't somebody report that before? Now, we know her body was, was pushed farther down the hill or whatever down near the Well, that's how they know the she river. wasn't killed in an accident. So the police the noted this, that that this was, nun was murdered. Body. Now, it's really, really unlikely that a nun's going to be driving down the road, stop her car, and get murdered. Something's got to be up. But nobody, no police or anything ever come around questioning anybody or anything. Did you notice that? Nothing like that. I don't know. That was, something wasn't right about That part was, it was missing a lot. So they took the, the murder weapon and hid it in Daniel's treehouse. Yes. And, uh, Wasn't that little school bag, the little backpack? Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Kate is getting really, uh, really suspicious of her, and she tells John, she goes, "I don't think mommy likes me very much. It's got to be difficult to love a child 
an adopted child as much as you love your own. And they actually took that line out of the trailers in the beginning um, because of people from the adoption organizations, everything, which we're going to get into later. Uh, she, um, he, he says, oh, no. He says, why don't you do something really nice for Mommy? And see, you know, so she says, oh, Mommy, I got something nice for you. I, I, I got a surprise for you. And she pulls the red roses that she picked from the rose bush contained in no, the No, they were white roses. The white roses, white roses that she picked from the from the rose bush. They probably got turned red. <laughs> containing the baby's ashes. And, of course, she freaks out and she grabs her. So then Esther goes to the... Um, so Esther goes down in the basement and breaks her arm with a vice. She starts crying in bed, Daddy, Daddy. And he comes and he sees she's got the broken arm. So he's sure that Kate did this and takes her to the hospital and everything. Now, um, uh, right after that, Kate is driving the kids to school and she drops Esther and Daniel off at the school, you know, the, the, the elementary school where they go and she's she's got Max in the in the car seat and when she's not looking oh what happens is, is yeah Daniel drops all his books and that distracts right. Kate and she's trying to help him pick his books up Esther puts the car in gear and takes the brake off and the car mm -hmm. starts rolling down the hill and this poor man's going to, ch to, to chase the car to help get save the little girl. And when he opens the door, it knocks him unconscious. And cars are almost hit. And finally, it goes into the snowbank. Yeah, the snowbank. So she sure asked to did this. John ain't having it. John's totally clueless. He so totally believes that, that, that Esther's innocent and Kate's seeing things. But it turns out that Kate is an alcoholic. And it also turns out that Kate is kind of responsible for Max's hearing problem because she passed out drunk and she wasn't watching the little girl and she fell in the ice. And that affected her hearing. So um, Kate's getting more and more frustrated every day with all this because because nobody believes her. Not even the damn psychiatrist bitch. No, they, they go to the psychiatrist bit. and they the bring Esther. And she goes, oh, she's just a charming little girl. She she She's feeling... Left out. I think that I think Kate, you really, you know, she's blaming Kate for everything, and so is John. You know, so some, another podcast I was listening to said that uh, I listened to another podcast that reviewed this movie, and they said that two people, that, that there were a few people who should have gotten killed in this movie, and one of them was a psychiatrist, and the other one was Grandma Barb. Oh, girl. <laughs> Grandma was not supportive. No, Grandma was really mean to Kate, too. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, we're getting on with the story. Well, Grandma, I don't think what Grandma's problem was, I think he, she was hoping that he would probably have divorced her, and divorced Kate, and then probably Grandma would have helped take care of the kids. That's what Grandma but, was But thinking. how do we not know that what he did, which I won't mention right now because you haven't gotten to that, but what he did did not cause Kate to start drinking. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came, it also you know. comes out that oh, he had had an affair yeah. 10 years previous, but he didn't tell her about it till eight years later. <laughs> eight years later. <laughs> Why even bother eight years later, especially if it's over? Yeah. And that's what I think that's what you're. Which is also messy yeah. on him because I think. 
you, she's making a good point because he was being messy. Yeah. He was wanting to force a divorce. Yeah. And I bet you his mother got in his ear and was trying to hope that he'd do something to force that divorce. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, his his mother was his mother didn't like Kate. I think all. even before Esther got there that there was problems with with the marriage. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So oh, Esther just exposed all the Yeah, pranks. Esther just made it worse, yeah. <laughs> so Daniel learns about Sister Abigail's death and he starts putting it together that that's and, and he asks back did Esther do this? Well, well, wait, before that, there's one more thing happened. She comes to in Daniel's bedroom and she puts a, a, a knife to his throat and she tells him, you say anything about me again, I'm going to cut your little hairless prick off. Oh, yeah, off that was way earlier. Before yeah. you yeah, even so know that... what it's used for. And he pisses himself. And the way we really and really truly didn't like Daniel, we kind of, I think I was kind of cheering her in that, at that point. In time, because I, I was really, and I didn't makes, like Daniel at all. And that made sense for all his behavior after, because he was trying to protect his junk. Yeah. Like, that's I don't all want he cared about. chopped off. He cared about his junk. He didn't care about anything else. So anyway, he goes to to Max, and he says, where is, um, does Esther have anything to do with Sister Abigail's death? And she said, she, she you know, nods her head. He says, where is um the... Murder weapon, with, with, you know, the hammer she used. And she shows him pictures she drew of the treehouse. So he knows it's in the treehouse. So he goes in there to get the hammer out of the treehouse. And guess who comes into the treehouse as he's got the hammer? Esther! And she catches the treehouse on fire and locks Wait, Daniel but, in But it. he didn't actually get the hammer. She had it, the backpack that yeah. had the hammer. She had already removed it. from. She had already removed it, yeah. yeah. And she locks, she, she catches the treehouse on fire and locks him in. So he goes to escape through a window yeah. and falls down. And she's just down there grinning her ass Oh, off. she had this evil grin. Yeah. So Kate knows that Esther did this, but she has no proof. There's nothing you could do. Daniel's in a hospital. And they said, you know, he's critical. Wait, 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 wait. You got, you got, wait. You missed, you missed the part of what happened down below once he did jump. What happened down below? Okay, you're missing. Oh, she was, yeah, that's right. She, she was had the rock. She was him like the pigeon. Right. The pigeon and Sister Abigail. Yeah, she, well, well, Sister Abigail was, she, she was, was good at bludgeoning things. Bludgeoning thing, yeah. Yeah, but remember who came in? The little girl, Max, the knocked, knocked the, Knock the bitch to the side. Yeah. So the mama could then come back. And then the mama comes out. Kate suspects this. Daniel's in the hospital now. Yeah. And she's going, I don't know, she's talking, Kate's going from the waiting room. But Esther asked Grandma Barb if she could have a dollar for the soda machine. Oh, that's why I hate Grandma Barb. Your mother doesn't want you to have a soda right now. And then she says, oh, go ahead, honey. And she gives her the dollar. Well, Esther goes to Daniel's room. Takes the the life support thing and puts the thing the pulse on the, her. What's finger. that pulse thing? thing? Uh, the, oxometer. Finger. the oxometer. Yeah, the oxometer yeah. on her finger and starts trying to smother Daniel with a pillow. Yeah, and I don't think she's successful in killing him though. No, they 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 revived later him. on, but she almost they had to revive him. They revived him. He, yeah. She did kill him. Yeah, but they, they, they brought him back, and then so. Kate freaks out and slaps Esther in the hospital. 
Making her look like some abusive bitch. Oh, that was the biggest bitch slap ever. I was like, yes, man. And, but it, it didn't do her any favors. They drugged her and put her in the hospital. They <laughs> put her in the psych ward, honey. So, meanwhile, they put Kate's in the psych ward. They, uh, uh, John's home with the two girls. Uh, Dan, Daniel's in the hospital. I don't know what happened to, to Grandma Bob. Dan, if any, you think she would have gone home with him and watched the kids? I if Grandma Barb was fucking mess, I'm honestly, honestly, I would have also at least have taken the Max and say, "Hey, okay, take the little, you know, like yeah, yeah." Because I, I thought Max was trying to tell the grandmother and tell the rest of them, "Hey, hey, hey," but it was like the, it's like the grandmother didn't even pay it really that like she love seemed to love Max on the exterior, but she would not listen to her. No. Not like the mom would. No. And uh, so anyway, he's home alone, and Esther gets dressed up in all this makeup like an adult. She's a hoe. And he's drinking the wine. Earlier, uh, uh, Kate had bought two bottles of wine and was almost ready to drink it, and she wound up pouring it down the drain, remember? But didn't you notice how fabulous of a charcuterie spread that she had with everything with the cheeses and the meats and the grapes? That bitch prepared a whole charcuterie bar. Yeah, why would she do that to drink to if she just wanted to get drunk? She tried to feed him them grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, somehow or another, she drugged him on. They didn't show it, but we know she did because he's getting all loopy and everything. But he does drink a whole bottle of wine. You know, if he's not used to drinking, uh, drinking the whole bottle of wine. But his too. vision was blurred, so I think it was yeah, more I than think just he, the wine. And she's dressed up, and she tries to seduce him, and he rejects her. He says, "No, you, you know, I don't love you that way. I, you, 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 my daughter." But you know, and she's really mad, and she goes upstairs. So meanwhile, Kate gets a phone, and she has her cell phone in the hospital, and she's all drugged and loopy and everything with the things they give her, but she still manages to answer her cell phone. And she had found out that she had looked at Esther's Bible and she saw it came from a place called the Sarn Institute, which she assumed was an orphanage in Russia, which is where Esther was from. So she calls the Sarn Institution and she finds out that institute, she finds out it's a mental institution. So she's not sure if, you know, Esther was born in that mental institution, if that was her mother was there or whatever, but somehow or another she was in that mental institution. And did she find like the picture? Like, so she got a picture, picture of a man in there, or whatever. Yeah, and she's a pictures of all these different men in there, all these different families. So she goes to, um, she sends a picture. The doctor calls her back and he tells her it's a mental institution. So he says, "Send me a picture of this girl." So he sends her a pic. She sends him the picture. So while she's in the in the hospital, he calls. He gets. She gets a phone call, and it's from the Sarn Institute, and they tell her. This girl you sent me the picture of, where is she now? Can she hear me? He says, she says, no. She says, you want my husband. She says, call your husband and tell him to get out of the house. Turns out her name wasn't Esther. Her name was, and I got to read it from here because it's, um, her name was Lena Klammer, and she was born in Estonia in the Soviet Union. And she has hypopetillarism, which is a rare hormonal disorder that makes her look, she's, she's dwarfed, and, but she looks like a child. Yeah. And she's pretending to be a child, and she goes, she gets herself adopted in the families, and when the father rejects her, she kills him. 
And she's actually 33 years and old. And she's actually she was born 33 in 1976. years. Which today, this was this movie was made in 2009. She was in 33 in 2009. Today she'd be 45. Right. And so, um, so Kate learns this. And so, where did she get the car from? If she was put in the hospital, didn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, what's his name had taken this car home? Dion had taken the car home? I don't understand. They got How'd home. she find her car? Because she's driving and she's trying to get there and she's trying to call. In the meantime, Esther's pissed off and she stabs John to death. So Kate gets home. She sees John's body there. She's trying to save Max. She gets in a big old fight with Aster slash Lena. And she, hit, she she jumps up from the greenhouse. And Esther's in, jumps on. So we thinking, you know, okay, she, she snapped her spine. She's gone. The police come. They got, they, you know, they find his body. They can't find, they don't, they don't see Lena anywhere. So she's, oh, she's with uh, Max outdoors. And who attacks, but who comes but Lena with the hammer to attack? And they're on the ice and they're struggling. And Max picks up a gun, the gun that Lena took from the safe, and shoots the ice. And the ice cracks and they both fall into the ice. They're fighting, they're fighting, and fighting. And, and, and Kate finally gets out of the ice. And Lena comes up and she looks at it and she says, Mommy, please don't let me die. And at first it looks like she's kind of touched. But then she she says, I'm not your fucking mommy, and kicks her in the face and breaks her neck. And, of course, that's where the movie ends. So, anyway, how did you guys like this movie? It was... It's intense. I've seen it back all the way in 2009, but I hadn't watched it. It's been over a decade now since I've seen it. I think I, the last time I saw it was back in 2009. Well, the thing, thing that made... That, that so, rewatching it was like, wow, I... I was like seeing it for the first time. And I noticed things that I hadn't noticed then, so. Yeah, well, every time you see, this is one of those movies, I think that's why it's become somewhat of a cult classic, because it's one of those movies you get something different out of it every time you see it. Well, here's the weird thing that's not addressed in the movie, but it seems to be possibly implied. Implied. Is that if you go back to how she was acting with John, like when she was trying to get in bed with him you mean like that one scene in the bedroom when when she's on the couch yeah the other scene when she's trying to do whatever it's really strange but if you notice she's acting still acting like a child so there's still a regressive behavior yeah which is making me wonder which they don't show you tell you this in the thing but makes me wonder whether she had sexual trauma as a child well, that's one of the things that there was a um, there was in the original script there was more of a backstory. Esther and it sounded out that she was um, she was abused, sexually abused by her father, and then she was forced into prostitution as a child, and okay. continued that in the Soviet Union as an adult, selling herself as a child. Okay, so yeah, and so and I, I don't know why the reason of leaving it out. I mean, I can kind of see where that, but it, I think it might have been important for understanding her mental state completely. Yeah, and um, I was surprised, in fact, by the fact that it's over two hours long. It didn't seem that long, did it? No, it's because it moves so fast. It was so, and I don't understand when it first came out. It didn't get a lot of um, of good reception, and. It opened to, to mostly 
As a matter of fact, it's got an approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 56%. Well, part of it could be the problem I'm talking about. Not humanizing. Which they're doing a better job in in, in this past decade has been where they've decided to actually humanize humanize what we think of as the the troubled character or the villain. Yeah, yeah. He's really not the villain. We're looking at actually saying this is a troubled young woman. You know? Well, I think so. part of the problem was is when I had first seen it, I think my reaction was what a lot of people had as a reaction. And it was like, wait, she's an adult? Oh, come on. But th- then when you, you, re, uh, you research it, it's actually based on a true story. It is a true disease. They did have this woman that passed herself off as a young girl. And, and I, I don't think she murdered family members, but she went through different families as, as a um, girl when she was actually like a 34 year old woman yeah I've heard so, I heard that I know that that happened I don't know if there was any homicide no no was, I don't and, think it was to that point but um, there was also a controversy with it there were adoption groups that thought that, that, that said it gave adoption a bad name you know as these people adopt a child and the child turns out to be well, you know and, homicidal well, yeah, and that's kind of the point where, by them not humanizing the character enough, it actually did a disservice to a lot. And I and I can see, if the movie were to be redone, I think properly doing the backstory, properly human, could actually make the movie more compelling. It still was, it still was intense and all get out, and you have to give it credit on certain levels. But I am glad in this last decade we've we've come a lot farther than what was being depicted there. Well, anyway, there's also uh, in the works is a prequel. It was originally titled Esther, and Isabel Furman's gonna re- is is gonna uh, is gonna revive her role as Esther, and um, it's also gonna be starring Julia Stiles. It was originally titled Esther. Now it's titled Orphan: Colon First Kill, and she's returning. Isabel Furman is, and when is does returning that come to the role. That's in production right now. Oh, so they're doing that now. Wow. Okay. But I yeah. wonder how they're going to do that. Because in the original movie, she was actually 11 years old, I think. Yeah. And she's, yeah. So, so now. And she's 25 she's now. She's 25 now. So how are they going to. I guess a lot of CGI. CGI well, yeah, a lot of makeup. makeup. Yeah. You know, you know, like the makeup that made um, uh, Will Smith in that one movie look, still look like he's the age of the Fresh well, Prince. And yeah, now yeah. what they're doing is they'll probably put, they have things where they can put the little sensors all over the face and then what they can go do now is just plug that in they got all kind of crazy there's all kinds of things they can do there's all kind of crazy it's going to be interesting to see what this movie is going to be like so anyway um i was thinking that maybe we should start um a little rating system uh one shutter being awful two shutters being okay three shutters being pretty good and four shutters being excellent i would give orphan four shutters Pretty, um, not, uh, yeah, three shutters. Pretty good. What about you? Oh, God. Two and a half, three. My issue is with the backstory. Yeah. The de- I give it three. Pretty good. What would you give it? Well, I, I think if you, you overlook some of the things like the naivety of the husband and and how just certain things in the plot didn't add together, I think if you ignore all that, I, I would give it a four. I thought it was an excellent It was very, movie. very enjoyable, and it has, it, it didn't get a lot of re, uh, really good uh, reviews or anything of reception. 
when it was first released, but it's it's kind of built into sort of a cult classic now, and it's gotten a lot of admirers. It's still I mean, I was entertained. I'm not telling you I wasn't entertained. I was definitely And, you know, the the performances of both Vera Farmiga and, and Isabel Farmiga. Oh, I don't know if you mentioned it or not. My favorite part is at the end when she kills, kills a little bit. Like, what, what did she exactly say on the ice? And then which, before she kicks and knocks and breaks her neck? Uh... Mommy, please don't let me Oh, die. I'm not your mom. I'm not your fucking mommy. Yeah. <laughs> that was entertaining. Actually, that's a line that was from one of these other, from one of the um, the Ring movies. I think it was a oh, Ring yeah. 2. That was so entertaining. And um, the, their performances were really good. And I, like, I read a little bit of backstory, you know, behind the scenes stuff about the movie. And it turns out that uh, Vera Famiga was very afraid that Isabel Furman was going to get like bullied like Esther was, and she developed this maternal kind of feelings towards her. It even taught her how to knit on set. That's cute, you know. And yeah, and 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 she went with her to the to the premiere, to the red carpet premiere, and there's pictures of the two of them on the red carpet. So they really they did have a really good relationship in real life. And, and I got to admit, the young actress did an amazing. Well, now she's probably an adult now, but she did an amazing job in the movie. Uh, uh, Isabel, right? Isabel, yeah, she's yes. twenty five. Isabel did now. an amazing, job. and the little girl that was that the little deaf girl was oh, really she good did too. A gra- yeah, and of course, you know, CCH Pounder's always fabulous. Yeah, and so Margo Martin is always fabulous, even though they're, they're you know they could have phoned in those roles. Uh, CCH Pounder had a really good. And death Peter Sarsgaard is famous, including his his good. Forest of chest hair. Oh, yeah, he his little dad bod. He was rocking that chest <laughs> oh, hair. Oh, was Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I recommend you see Orphan. It was a really good movie. Yeah. Our next episode, we're gonna uh, we still in our Mama Mia murderous moms, and we're gonna talk about Casey Anthony in our Brr. next uh, next full episode, which we're recording tomorrow. Yes. And uh, we're probably gonna going to post it on Sunday. So, until then, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. But Esther or through can, the ice. Or the the ice. <laughs> Esther can fall through all of that. She did. <laughs> Good night, everybody.